This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host Corliss is a modern day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting Incorporated. Hi everyone, this is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it, my name is Corliss and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. I found myself coasting through life feeling unfulfilled and deep inside I knew there was more to me than I was living. I went looking for answers and I found them by listening to inspiring people and having meaningful conversations. That is what we will do here for you. Whatever you are looking for, I am glad you are here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This is episode 026, Reinventing Your Life, Five Steps to Get There with Carrie Harris. As far as I can tell, life seems to be a never-ending process of self-discovery. If we embrace that instead of denying it, we might find joy in the journey. If you are not where you want to be, don't quit. Instead, reinvent yourself and change your habits. See the experience, whether positive or negative, as a stepping stone to becoming who you are meant to be. In today's episode, we are going to give you five practical steps that will help you with your constant reinvention of yourself. Thanks so much for joining us. Carrie Harris is a school administrator, lifelong educator, certified sport and leadership coach, and a GLE certified empowerment facilitator. Carrie has spent over 25 years in the field of education. She has also been working in the field of sport coaching and facilitation and has worked with athletes provincially, nationally, and internationally. She also has her own consulting and coaching business, Carrie Authentically You. Her passion has been helping others to reach their full potential, and this is truly her life's work. She believes that by authentically discovering who you are and equipping you with the tools to be the person you truly desire to be, you can transform any aspect of your life. Carrie is a mom of two beautiful children who are her biggest accomplishments in life. Spending time with her daughter and son and being part of their journey towards their dreams is what brings her the most joy. Welcome to the show, Carrie. I'm really glad that you're here. And I think it's really interesting that our conversation today is going to be about reinventing yourself when everything feels like it's falling apart, because that happens to be kind of how you and I met in the first place. So why don't you kind of share with us a little bit about yourself and kind of talk with us about how you and I met and where you were at at that point in your life and then kind of how you started the process of turning it around. Absolutely. And uh, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, Carlos, for uh, having me on uh, today and looking forward to this chat. It's always a, a pleasure to be with you and, and to 
you know, share our story. And I think it's pretty empowering for other people to hear kind of how we met. So I'm going to just jump right in. Um, right now, life looks a lot different from, from when I was uh, looking for you and didn't know that I was looking for you. Um, two years ago, you know, everything felt like it had really fallen apart in my life. Um, my marriage had disintegrated, so I was going through a divorce. My two children were, were moving out of the house to pursue their dreams. Um, my mom had passed away. And on top of all of that, you know, I had my own physical and, and mental health struggles. And um, so really every entity of my life was what I felt like was in a shambles. And, and when I say it back now, it, it sounds like a list, but each one of those things was, was a major hurdle to overcome. And so I was really um, looking, you know, how, how can I build back or build better uh, my life? And uh, this is kind of how you and I met. I uh, was walking in Rona, <laughs> lo and behold, Rona, and I saw this picture on a magazine and, and it was you. Um, of course, I didn't know you, uh, but I took that magazine home and read the article about your coaching. And from there on, honestly, just reached out to you. I think it was Facebook <laughs> and said, you know what? I, I want to rebuild my life, but I don't know where to start. And found you and uh, here we are almost two and a half years later um, you've been in my life but uh, we're kind of the instrumental piece to helping me rebuild it so interesting story you and I have oh it really is and you know you're taking me back and you kind of give me chills just a little bit because sometimes when we're going through big life cha challenges and I like how you said that it was it's a list it sounds like you're just rambling off a list but that's a lot of stuff for you to be going through at one time actually each one of them is a significant life experience and yet you had all of them going on all at once so I really find you to be truly inspirational that you were able to kind of rebuild that you know within a few years and I, the other thing is, is that sometimes we don't even know what we're looking for and the right things come into place when we need them. And clearly that's kind of how we were. And I remember that conversation right from the very beginning, because I even remember where I was when we decided to have that, that call, like when you reached out to me and then we had that phone call. And I remember being in... Um, an automotive repair place when you and I were talking and I just felt like our stories were so much aligned. We had been through so many of the same sort of things and, and I think you and I aren't the only ones that go through those significant difficult experiences and uh, it's it just reminds me that although we all have different life circumstances, each of us is going through our own set of challenges and has um, the same things going on in a lot of cases. So when you say that you kind of started the process and you didn't know where to begin, yes, we met, but what else did you do? So like, let's think that we're talking to somebody in the audience right now and they're really feeling like they're struggling. They're trying to figure out how to turn things around. Where should they begin? You know, it, it, it sounds funny, but you're really just, uh, from my own personal experience, it has to get kind of messy. And that's not always what people like to hear. We always, I guess, want to have an easy way for things to come to us. But you really have to get messy with your own self and, and look at what is it that you, you really want to create a new life 
if that's where you're at. What changes do you want to make? And really listening to your own inner inner wisdom and your inner guidance to be speaking to you in a way that you can go, okay, this is what feels right for me. And, and really kind of being okay with owning the story of the struggle that you're having and, and going that, hey, this is going to be messy, but I'm going to get through this and then sort of get up, stand up and, and keep on moving forward. So um, it's messy. And I think the other thing I learned from those, those, all those experiences was it was okay to own my story. Um, it took a while. It was pretty humbling. Um, it's hard sometimes to look at things and, and know that they didn't go the way you thought they would. And so you have to really do a lot of letting go and, and surrendering. And those are the, the tough hours of work. It's not an overnight thing. And it's, um, it's definitely a journey and a process. And so those real honest conversations with yourself is kind of where I started. And uh, I hope that listeners really resonate with that and, and can take that away to just really be gentle with yourself, no matter what you're going through. Mm, good stuff. And you know, when you're talking about owning your struggle, so for those people who have had things happen to them, so what I mean by that is they've lost their job, maybe they've been restructured out of, out of a job, uh, perhaps the pandemic, you know, that happened to people. So when somebody is in that position and their struggles are very much related to things that were out of their control, how do you see that they can own that? Now, I'm going to just share kind of my thoughts on that, and then maybe you can give us yours as well. Because I know when I've had things in my life happen to me, and it feels like, well, I didn't do that, so it's it's not my problem. The bottom line is, is that it ended up being, this is my life. And in, in order to change it and to get out of the struggle, I had to say, okay, those things happened to me, but now it's how I respond to it and what I do with that is where I own it. Because when you take responsibility for your life, you empower yourself to do something different about it. Whereas if you leave it all out there, you're waiting for someone else to kind of save you and to fix your life. And ultimately, each one of us owns our own life. Now, that's my thoughts on it. Do you have anything to add or do you have a different perspective on that? Yeah, no, I think that's so true. It, it really came down to taking responsibility for my life. And, you know, you're so much, um, as women, I think we're so much always giving to other people that sometimes life just takes us by and we don't even realize how much time has passed and how much of ourselves we've given to other people and not to ourselves. And I had to take responsibility for every piece of that and look at now what can I do? And I did follow some, some steps here that I'll, I'll share with everybody that, um, that worked for me. And, and from that scientific piece of the world, these are scientifically proven to work. But I also believe it's important for people to find things that work for themselves. So this is my stuff. This is what worked for me that I honed from other people. But it doesn't mean that it's the right fit for every person. I think there are definite things you can take away from these and, and know that they're going to work, but then also just individualize that and make the things in your life that make sense to you work for you. And so here's a, here's a couple of things and, and feel free to stop me in between and we can chat about each one if, if you'd like. Um, 
a couple of things that really worked for me, first of all, was about really the mindset. And, and I called it mind over matter, really just changing my thinking and, and changing the questions that I was asking myself. So instead of, you know, you know, how did I get here or what's wrong with me? It was changing it into now I'm here. What can I do about it? Or instead of what's wrong with me, what's right with me? And just changing the, the thinking about it and really changing my questions was a big shift for me. Oh, I like that. Mindset is everything. Please keep going. So that's number one, the shift in mindset. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I know we've heard this lots and I'm sure listeners practice some of this, you know, to some degree, and, and maybe this is new, but um, it's gratitude. It was probably one of the biggest things, Corliss, that you know, I practiced before all my struggles, but it wasn't until all the struggles hit at once that I really learned to take thanks for every little thing in my life. And even on the days when it was felt like the darkest of days, it was trying to find a little blessing, the silver lining, something in my life that I consciously could give thanks for, whether it was a smile, you know, a sunset, those things in life that sometimes we, we take for granted and, and really putting that into a, into a practice. And, and for me, that was in the way of a journal. And it was also in the way of just an app on my phone where I consciously and consistently practiced gratitude every day until it became such a habit that now it's just a way of life. Everything that you see, you look at differently and you look at it with a grateful heart. Oh, like I know they hear it all the time. I know you hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. Practice gratitude. But the reason we hear it so often is because it's the truth. You cannot be worried and stressed and, you know, angry. You can't have any of those negative emotions if you're in that space of gratitude. You just can't. And, you know, a long time ago, I heard, well, actually, not that long ago, really. But maybe, maybe I've heard it a long time ago, but it really just connected with me not that long ago where I read this thing and it said, what if you woke up tomorrow and everything you weren't thankful for was that you weren't thankful for was gone the day before. So it's like anything that if you woke up tomorrow, everything's gone that you weren't thankful for yesterday. What would that look like? So it's like start looking around and being so grateful for everything that you have and it will shift how you feel almost immediately. So I'm glad that's your number two, but chances are it's probably even number one. Yeah, exactly. And it certainly does change. You know, it does affect your mindset because uh, you start to look at things differently and you're grateful for the things that really matter. And, and it's not about, as we hear, it's cliche, but it's not about the material things. It's about all of those other things that uh, really transcend who we are as human beings. So it was a big game changer for me, for sure. The other thing that I did, um, Corliss, and it relates to gratitude also, um, was, was meditation. And that one, you know, that word sometimes, even when you say it, I'm sure people in your audience think, oh, here we go, meditation. But, but really it is, again, sort of an individual approach to just being really present and, and really taking that time out of your day. Again, whatever works for you, maybe it's a minute at the beginning, middle, and end of your day. 
And as you get better with it, maybe it turns into something longer. But I really had to get out of my head this whole notion of I need to sit here for an hour and, and calm my mind. Because when I was going through all those struggles, Corliss, I couldn't. It, it took practice to learn how to be present and to not judge anything that was coming in my way. And um, that meditation practice really, again, was so impactful on how I turned my life around. And I hope that people, you know, use that um, message of mine to go, hey, this can work for me. I don't, I don't have to be sitting up on the mountaintop to be able to meditate. I can do this anywhere. It can be in the car, can be at your desk at the office. Um, it can be when your kids are yelling and screaming and you're taking them to activities where you can just take that minute and go, okay, I'm calm, I'm breathing, and I'm centered. And that, to me, again, was, was such a, a change, dramatic change from putting in that one little practice. I like it. It's almost like what you described is almost panic. And whereas if you just take a deep breath and center yourself and remain calm, you can do that in just a few seconds, honestly. I, I know one thing I wanted to add there because this always helped me. I have a really active mind and like meditation is a, is truly a struggle for me. I'm definitely learning it. Matter of fact, these last few months over the summer, I practiced for 21 days and I was surprised that I could actually do three minutes straight. Like, but it was, it was really a, a stretch for me to really work at that. And one of the things that helps me just even for a few moments at any point throughout my day, I like to, I close my eyes. So it's like, I'm not seeing things. So I kind of shut that off and it helps me realize that I'm going into like a little bit of a meditation and centered place. And then I put my hand on my heart. And when I put my hand on my heart with my eyes closed, I almost immediately want to think about how grateful I am and I can feel myself breathe deeper and it just calms me. So I don't know if that'll speak to anyone in the audience, but that's just a little tip of something that has helped me, you know, kind of implement your step number three of meditation. So what is number four? Yeah, number four, um, it's, it's, it's a hard one, I think, as women. And I say hard because it was hard for me. I know that's not for everyone, but I think, generally speaking, women struggle with this one. And this is self-love. And, and even when I say it, I can feel my, you know, my lips kind of trembling because it was such a difficult piece of my heart that I had to get in touch with to be totally giving to myself and accepting of myself and everything that I'd been through and knowing that I could still love myself even more after going through this and, and through all the things that had happened. And so, you know, if I was to give any kind of inclination to the audience, it would be, again, taking those times to appreciate yourself and, and for each person, it may be different. It might be looking in the mirror and just saying, hey, I love you. It might be taking that moment to go, wow, I didn't realize all of those things that I had just accomplished that I had no idea I would. And it's really just getting rid of all those labels, all the labels that we have as women, you know, to be all this, 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 to do all this, 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 and to just get rid of the label and just just to get raw and real and say, I'm me and darn it, I love me for who I am and I'm not like anyone else and that's good <laughs> and that's good. And so mm -hmm. I, I think that's, that's the most powerful thing we can do 
um, especially now in these times of this, you know, COVID, it, it, it's all about self-love and really just getting down to our heart and, and just being gentle, compassionate, kind. Those things that we do to other people, we have to do to ourselves and give ourselves permission to be, to be loved by our own inner person. Mm, I like it. I actually almost wanted to start laughing when you said that word COVID. It sounded like a swear word. <laughs> I think everybody's feeling it. You know, it's like COVID is running our lives to some degree as we try to like move forward. And, and uh, you know, that brings a challenge all of its own. Has life been getting you down? With all the uncertainty of the times, I think it's easy to lose sight of your personal power and I wanted to create something to support you. My digital course is coming soon. It's called Powerless to Empowered, how to take back your life in any situation and I would love to get it into your hands. This is a unique personal development program you can work at your own pace in the comfort of your own home. You can change your life through your thoughts, decisions, and actions, and this program will provide you the training, tools, and inspiration to do that. Get on the list now for release day by texting the word EMPOWERED to 306-961-3379. That number again, 306-961-3379. We will make sure you're notified first when it's ready and give you a $100 discount code for being the first to take action. So when you're talking about self-love, I just want to, um, I guess, maybe ask you to kind of enhance on that a little bit, because when you said earlier that it's about the stories we tell ourselves and you change the questions that you were asking yourself, is that part of the self-love practice of like shifting what you how you talk to yourself how you think about yourself so it doesn't feel so fake when you look in the mirror and say I love you to yourself absolutely and, and I think with with the self-love love piece it, it really depends on where each of which each of us is you know some of us are easier to love our own selves than others and so it's about being really authentic it might be like I said those moments of affirmations where you're writing things down sometimes it was making a list of the things that I had done in the day and not as an accomplishment but just as who I was as a person that day did I do some random acts of kindness for me it you know accomplishment is still part of who I am and so that was also there too but it was really again that that consistent practice it's not like oh well one day i'm just going to look in the mirror and say oh i love myself it, it feels fake until you really feel it but you also have to practice it and and again it was something that i just i was always so hard on myself it was really hard for me to um to do the self-love piece and to take time for myself, to not be running around 24 seven, to just really be okay with being Carrie and that that was enough for the day. Um, and that really changed how I looked at things and, and how I practiced all of these steps in my life every day. Mm, good stuff. So you are enough, you have nothing to prove. 
So if we could just repeat that to ourselves over and over again, we might start on a journey of self-love a little bit faster because truly what you're saying here is that each of us is enough just as we are. We have nothing to prove. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you and I have talked about this, you know, off, off, off camera and off zoom and all those other things, how sometimes we as women in particular, I think because we do give so much to everyone else. And then we're also held up to these, you know, high standards of being everything. It's, it's in the media, it's in, you know, the magazines, it's, it's all over. It seems like we're inundated with, you know, we're not, we're not good enough. And so learning to block out um, those things also really helped me to just go, you know, mm, no, that, that's not for me. And that's not what I want as I recreate my new life. It's not about comparison. It's about empowerment. And I think that's part of the reason you and I met. I mean, it, it's just about connecting to people who want to help others and who really love themselves for just who they are. Mm, I like it. You said something that's really gold there that I want the audience to really catch. So learn to block out what doesn't serve you. And that's just such a big deal because we are inundated with so much information coming at us. We've, you know, in the social media world, we feel like we have to live up to something else. And really what you're seeing is somebody's highlight reel. You're seeing the best stuff of the best stuff of the best stuff. And then we compare ourselves to that. And you have to just remember to filter out, not be cynical, but just filter out the things that don't serve you because you, you have a choice over that. That's where the power is, is where you choose what you let to come in. The second thing is, is I mean, you said you and I, you referenced you and I, but bottom line is, is people have to get around. If you want to shift your life, get around people who are positive and uplifting and who are kind of going places and who love themselves and, you know, don't feel a need to compare or bring you down. So that's a, another key thing. Maybe that's your step number five, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure, but maybe it is. But I, I want to say that to people because just, just know that that's part of it. Block what comes into your head and also the people who come in as well. So what is step number five? Yeah, they kind of combine a little bit together and, and I'll maybe hit on, on the resilience piece. Um, I think that's something else I, I learned, you know, along my whole entire life, but especially in the last couple of years, is to really just be resilient. You know, instead of breaking with every windstorm that comes your way, you might have to bend a little. And, and learning to be okay with that and continuing to just be resilient and to not give up that, you know what, things aren't going to go exactly as we may have imagined. And that's okay. But we have to be able to bend with those things. And oftentimes, you know, as women again, but as people, as humanity, I think we have these labels or these notions in our head. And then when things don't go as planned, people just quit or they say, I'm broken and I can't be fixed or now my marriage is falling apart and, and I can't do anything about it. And yes, you can. And so being resilient and, and you know, going with the flow a little bit because there is a flow to life. And from everything that you go through, there's a lesson, there's a blessing, there's something that you learn to make you really become the person you're meant to be, to empower other people or whatever it is that drives your 
your passions, your soul, you know, whatever kind of sets you on fire. So um, resilience is a big one for me. And I, and I hope, you know, for young women out there, anybody, I really hope that you can take that away and, and just know that you, it's not about being broken. It's about how do we bend with the wind. Oh, so good. So good. I just, honestly, it's just so good. And it's so true. And honestly, that's something, if you could pass that on to the younger generation, they might not have to go through the same struggles of rebuilding their love of self. I wanted to add one more thing to what you're saying, and you've kind of weaved it throughout, but I wanted to add it because I think a lot of times we, you know, we almost practice diligently tearing ourselves down through the conversations that we have with ourselves. And if you celebrate your wins, then intentionally, you're going to practice building yourself up. So celebrating your wins at the end of the day can be another powerful tool for people because it's like, you know, uh, you know, I accomplished this today. I was, you know, able to control my emotions today. I was very diligent about practicing my positive, you know, affirmations. I, like whatever it is that you can call a win you should celebrate it so that it becomes a, an automatic that you just build yourself up instead of tearing yourself down. It's almost like a focus on all that you are instead of all that you aren't. And when it comes to reinventing your life, the topic of this episode, I think that's a, a really important piece to it because you have to change your behaviors. You have to change your patterns of how you speak to yourself, how you think about yourself. You have to do that you know, with the mindset piece that you said in step number one. So we want to make sure that you're really kind of taking that information and saying, okay, how can I practice celebrating myself on a daily basis intentionally? Absolutely. And uh, I, I sometimes would even look at just the smallest of things as a win. Like you said, sometimes it's, it's bigger things and sometimes it's small things and, and making it fun. You know, I had a lot of dance parties for one all by myself. It was like, I need to have fun and I'm going to celebrate whatever it was that was on my list for the day or whatever it was that made me happy that day. And yeah, I had a lot of dance parties for one and, and I enjoyed them. You're making me laugh because you're reminding me of this day that I met a goal and I was really just, you know, trying to kind of restart my life and I, I, I got a message that it was confirmed. I, I met my goal and I kind of screamed a little bit, like squealed, like excited and kind of started dancing around and I scared my dog. Like he was barking at me and poor Charlie was like, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, oops, sorry, sorry, Charlie, this is happy. You know, it was, it was super super fun. So, but you don't always have to wait for those things to come to you either. You can find them yourself. You can find it every day yourself, something to celebrate you. And I think it's just a, a, a mental shift to that pattern interrupt. Interrupt the pattern and start building yourself up instead of tearing yourself down. Now, okay, people go through stuff, obviously. And sometimes it awakens us to rethink our life choices and, you know, it, it leads us to a new purpose. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it shakes us up. Stuff like that shakes us up. So would you agree with that, that there's gifts that come out of it? And actually, you know, by owning where your life is at, it can actually bring you a gift of a new direction and a new purpose. Yeah, I, I think we can all relate to this in what's happening in the world right now. I, I really believe in my heart. It's, it's a big time of, of 
people on the planet awakening and, and maybe you know i went through it two years ago to prepare me for what was happening now but there are so many blessings that you can find you know amidst the struggle and after the struggle and and i think those blessings you have to look for them but you also have to change how you think about things and maybe what your perceptions are and when you start to look at things differently things are different and um, a lot of times something much better than you can even imagine comes out of the darkest days and the toughest struggles and you go wow there are so many gifts out of all of that horrendous struggle that i had to go through and and i think that's kind of the wonderful thing about life it's like you don't know that that's what's meant to happen it happens and then maybe it's even better than you ever could have imagined mm. 100% you know in january i went to oprah in minneapolis before covid of course hit and and uh, one thing that really stood out for me that she said that day, she said, you know, people always talk about struggle. And like when they're struggling, she said they're looking for answers. And she said, I always tell people the same thing, the answers within you. Everyone knows the answer to their own struggles. It's just that they resist it, creating more struggle. And would you say, now I agreed with that, now whether the audience does or not, but I think there's something to be said for what she shared there. Now, would you agree that perhaps we'll find motivation when the struggle becomes hard enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah to some extent, I, I think that is true. And, and sometimes, too, you get these little knocks on the door or signs for like, oh, you should make a change here, Carrie. Maybe it's time. And then a lot of times, you know, at least for me, you ignore those things. And then they'll keep coming until you, you know, get maybe hit hard and then it's like okay now i really need to make this change because i can't do it the way um i thought it was going anymore it's just not meant for me and that's sort of that silver lining again that maybe you don't expect is there but is definitely there and so um yeah finding those small moments i think and just taking everything one step at a time and and really honoring yourself and who cares what everybody else is thinking or doing it's your life. So just, just go on and, and, and make it the best that you want it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just love this conversation so much because it just makes me think about oftentimes that when we're in struggle, like so when we're having challenges and life is hard and we're having this personal hardship that we just can't see our way out of, when we're in it, it's almost impossible to kind of see it in the big picture. It isn't until you actually move through it and experience the gifts and find something great from it that we look back and go, whoa, you know, that really, that that's a good thing that it happened. So if you're a person who has, you know, is going through struggle right now, I want you just to stop for a second and remember a time in your life that was really hard, that when you were in it, you thought, I'll never get through it. Just think about that for a second. And you know what? Now acknowledge to yourself that you did get through it. So the idea here is that if you had something difficult that happened before, that when you were in it, you honestly never thought you could get through it, and now you did, just recognize that the struggle that you're in right now is going to have the same thing. You have already overcome so many things in your life, and that means that you'll get through this too, and you'll come out on the other side and be better for it.
Absolutely. I, I love that, Corliss. And, and I was thinking back to a, a conversation we had earlier, and, and this kind of jumped out to me. It's about, you know, a couple of words, get up, stand up, and don't look back. Mm -hmm. Those things just, oh, they just do my heart good. It, it's sometimes we look back all the time, but that's not where we're going. You know, that's a quote. Don't look back. That's not where you're going. Go forward. Doesn't matter what happened. And um, I think sometimes we maybe overcomplicate things. And uh, I, I just want to share a little story about my dad. He's just, you know, such a humble and, and amazing man. And, and it weaves into what we're talking about. Um, you know, he's very simple in, in his um, way of life and, and very down to earth. And he, and he said to me, why, why do we overcomplicate things? Let's not. He said, we have life, live it. <laughs> and I think, right, like, why are we overcomplicating this? We have one life. Go out there and, and live it. And boy, when you think of that, I just think, oh man, he is so smart. And I would love to have other people take his wisdom and just say, yeah, let's go live life. Sometimes simple is better, right? Simple is better. So the past is behind you and it's served a purpose and it's brought you to who you are today. And although we're talking about struggle, just remember that what's ahead of you can be even better than what's behind you and that whatever's going on right now for you is temporary. It's not going to be forever. Just keep moving forward one step at a time. Is there anything else that you wanted to share on this topic overall, Carrie? Um, I, I think, you know, if I, I don't like to give advice, but I mean, I guess I do have a little piece of advice just from my own life experience. So I get to be my own little expert and maybe this will resonate with people and, and I hope it does. Um, it's, it's really just be okay with being vulnerable. I had, you know, in my life, had to just be the conqueror of, of all things, it seemed, and, and had to be so driven. And that's what I felt that I really learned from, from all of these things that have happened to me, um, was to be vulnerable. And Brené Brown says it so well, just let that out and, and be okay with owning your story and being vulnerable and letting people know that it's not perfect. Everything is just what it is. And we can be okay with that. And really, like we said at the beginning, just, just owning your story, your own story has so much power and it can change people's lives. Um, you can help them just by sharing your own story. And, and to me, that's where I found, you know, it's such a network of people, but you also find, you know, those, those true gems, um, that become your friends or maybe the friends that have been in your life all the way through the good, the bad and the ugly. And those are things that I would say, you know, have that supportive network, but also reach for a new network of people that push you to the next level or can help guide you in the things that you want to create in your, in your new life. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Now, where can people connect with you if they wanted to reach out? Where can they find you? Yeah, they can go to my Facebook page, which is Carrie Authentically You. And if that doesn't work out for them, they can also email me at Harris 5 at gmail.com. And those are the two places best right now to uh, get in touch with me.
Super, super. And I hope you all will. She's awesome. So the closing questions I always ask all of my guests. So I've got three that I, I always ask. And you've already given a piece of advice, so perhaps you've got one more. Um, what does leadership mean to you? Yeah, that's, I think we've answered it a little bit, Coralis, but I, I think it really is owning your own power and then taking steps, baby steps to keep stepping into that power. Um, that is leadership and it's not the same for everybody and that's okay. Um, again, it's one of those labels that maybe we just need to be a little more gentle on ourselves with and go leadership to me might look different but it's everybody's own life and let's step into that goddess power that we as women have. That's leadership to me. Mm, good, good. Yes. I feel like clapping. <laughs> now a book or a podcast that you want to recommend. Now, clearly there's lots out in the world, but usually there's one that was like a real game changer or maybe something that's really speaking to you right now. Do you have one that you'd like to recommend? Yeah. Um, Obviously, I do listen to a lot of um, self-empowerment, um, those types of podcasts, so not something specific. I really go with what's speaking to me at that time, and I feel like the right things always show up when I'm looking. So I kind of keep my options open there. Obviously, I, I listen to you know those business-type podcasts. I also listen to yours, which is a mix of leading your life and entrepreneur. Those things are important to me. And, and I feel like I'm really kind of on another, a little bit of a more spiritual path, I guess. So I'm looking at a lot of and listening to a lot of podcasts that are really related to health and wellness, but also to just that women empowerment. And so I've listened to a lot of uh, Dr. Northrup, actually. I, I really like her. I, I think she embodies both of those things with, um, you know, women and health, but also that spiritual side of, of who we are. Excellent. Now you've given us so much value today and everything that you've shared. I love your five steps and I want to thank you again so much for sharing that. And of course, the, the peek into your story as well. I know that you've come out on the other side and I'm sincerely really proud of you and find you to be very inspirational because I know how much you've had to go through to get here. So well done, Carrie. Now, based on all of the highs and lows that you've had in your life, you know, if you could just strip it all away and you could only just leave one piece of advice for people, what would you want to leave them with? Be true to yourself. I think that is something that um, we are all being called to do in this time. Be true to yourself and be truthful and brutally honest. And that can be you know, the messy part of what I talked about at the beginning, that's where the mess comes in. Because sometimes it's not easy to look at, you know, the truth. But that's where we gain our power. And and in the truth, there is always light. And boy, when you face the truth of everything that you've celebrated or sorrowed over, that light shines brighter and brighter and and i think that's the best advice that i could leave people with is is to be that light and to just own the truth what a perfect close thank you very much again for joining us today carrie take care everyone thanks for listening thank you corliss
If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.